0: Once upon a time, many moons ago, two righteous dudes split a 12-pack and talked about stuff. These
1: are their stories.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, friends all over the world, Uncle Jared here with some more knowledge for you. Did you know that bobbing for apples was the Tinder of the 1800s? At parties, women used to mark the apples, and if a man captured that apple, it meant that they were a match. So gentlemen, much like that faithful swipe on Tinder, choose your apples wisely. No one wants a rotten one shirts off gym shorts on it's time to cannonball in the deep end and get weird with us the podcasting tower of power this is the 12-pack podcast with AJ and Jared hashtag fuck party 2020 hashtag not a scam hashtag just one nipple hashtag you can't fuck them all in the ass and hashtag don't fake the funk
1: welcome indeed ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the 12-pack podcast now Jared I have to ask does it say how they
0: marked the apples? They marked them in their own different ways, so so that way each mark was different for uh, each individual lady. Oh. So I didn't know
1: if they like they took a like a bite and they like identified with teeth or some shit. Like how how
0: do you do that? No, 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 no. They no, they take like a they'd either like like take a knife and make some sort of small mark in the apple or they they would mark it somehow that, that doesn't require like biting it. Fair enough.
1: So then some dude go down... That way when get, the
0: gentleman came up with that... Yeah, that way when the gentleman came up with that apple, the they were like, Ah, gotcha, bitch!
1: <laughs> You're mine! <laughs> Got you with the apple! Pew, pew, pew! Finger guns his way out with his, la- mm-hmm. with his new lady. Um, I would like to apologize to anybody listening, and Jared, to yourself. Uh, if I start talking a little bit louder than normal, um, I do believe I am developing... A slight ear infection. Uh, So my left ear kind of keeps getting wonky, like it's just fucking muted, and like I got something plugging it all the time. So I found that uh, I go up a couple octaves, and I'm doing my best to uh, avoid that. (laughs) I don't want people to think I'm yelling. I'm not. I'm not yelling. I'm just passionate. (laughs) And I want you to hear all of my oh, points before you're allowed to talk. Asks,
0: <laughs> everyone <laughs> always asks. me if I'm yelling all the time, so I, it doesn't matter to me.
1: Just start telling everybody that you have an ear infection. <laughs> Permanently, <laughs> ear will never
0: heal. Yeah. <laughs> but how was your week, buddy? It was fiest. It was so fiest. It
1: it, it I mean, was a it bit was of uneventful. A fast week.
0: It was uneventful because the weather was shitty, like, all the time.
1: Dude, this week fucking sucked.
0: Yeah, it was some doo-doo weather, so. I don't think
1: doo-doo describes it well enough. Well, then find an adjective to describe it. I don't know, I just feel like you could have gone with something stronger than doo-doo. No, I mean, doo-doo's
0: pretty strong. I don't know, man. What about kaka? That, that sounds stronger. It's the same thing. I know. Oh, okay. Then they go with caca. Uh, You're semantics. It, it was a you shit You say we... potato, I say go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Can't
1: argue with that fucking logic. Uh, yeah, this weather, I mean, you can't golf in that weather. And I was thinking about going out and, you know, playing some throwy circles tomorrow, but it's supposed to be fucking like 40-mile-an-hour gust tomorrow. Yeah. How, how am I supposed to throw a circle and wind like that? It's impossible. It'll come right back to you. to be like a boomerang. Oh, that'd be kind of fucking cool. If I do it right, I wonder if, if I throw it far enough and then run and catch it before it hits the ground and throw it again if it still only counts as one. One throw. I'll have to look at those rules. I'd have a hole in one on every hole, Jared. <laughs> Scratch it. I'd have a hole in one on two holes, I'd get winded and pass out before hole three.
0: Who am I kidding? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't I don't know if you'll be able to keep up that pace no. for the entire round. No, I'll I'll have to get one and two,
1: uh play three through night or er, seventeen <laughs> like normal, and then try to give eighteen that could last go before I died.
0: <laughs> that, that good college try. Yeah,
1: I'd give it the old effort. So, but yeah, it was... Work was boring. I got sent home early at one, twice this week because we were so dead. was training a couple guys this week. Oh, I don't... Did I... What fucking day did I do that? I did it on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. I talked to... Because, uh, you know, we had been mentioning how Luigi dad's been feeling kind of under the weather per se yeah and in the hospital um he's doing a lot better um progress is going so swimmingly uh, I talked to him via video chat for almost an hour on Sunday and mm-hmm. he was on target the whole conversation um he really wanted mountain do live wire which was oddly specific but live wire was always pretty good was always a code
0: red man myself. Nah. Yeah, code red's where it's at. Um, as far as the Mountain Dew flavors, yeah, Baja Blast got up there for me, but I never, I never liked Baja Blast. The, the purple like midnight flavor,
1: I was actually a fan of that one for a little while, but they they don't do that one anymore. That was like a limited release.
0: It was all right. Code Code Red's always always the number one. Oh yeah, Co- it's Code Red is better than regular Mountain Dew. Hashtag change my mind,
1: uh, but no, it's just good. They they they're moving him in the right direction. Um, <clears throat> he's been doing his physical therapy despite hating it. But you know, when you've been in bed for a month, your body tends to <clears throat> lock up. I mean, if I, I sleep for like an hour too long in my own bed, my body fucking hates me. So I can only imagine how bad a fucking month would be. Although I, I should say I wake up and my body hates me because my knees are like fucking bubble wrap. But that's besides the point. He's he's going he's gonna be in rehab meant for, you know, his mental and, and physical states and things are, are going in the right direction. Hopefully once Luigi Dad is Hooray
0: Luigi Dad!
1: Maybe once once he's, you know, back in full swing and Feeling a little bit, a lot better than where he is now. We'll get him back on the show. I think. I think having Luigi Dad on the show would be great. Because that would be
0: entertaining. Who
1: doesn't love Luigi Dad? I don't know. Fools, that's who. But <clears throat> aside from that, I don't really have nothing else in this week. Just because it did go by so fucking fast.
0: Um, nope. It went by fast. I am super excited uh, for next week for the election to be over with because I'm tired of political ads. Yeah. Uh, Have you – speaking of that, have you been getting the text messages?
1: I got one.
0: Dog, I've gotten like 12 just this week alone. Yeah, no, I got got one from – I think I got a Trump text once. And I was like, and then that was it. Yeah. I got like
1: three Trump texts. I've gotten like 19 Biden texts. Um, I've never gotten a phone call. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No,
1: like, uh, and yeah, no, I've only gotten one. Melinda's gotten a few. Melinda yelled at somebody cause the, uh, young Democrats of Ohio are very tenacious. Uh, and they got her like four times within mm-hmm. three hours and my sister, <laughs> God love her, uh, Has about the same amount of patience for stupid shit that you and I do. So, she uh, definitely went off on them a little bit. (laughs) Rightfully so, in my opinion. That's a bit much. So, if anybody from the Young Democrats of Ohio is listening to this, stop fucking texting my phone. I don't like people playing on my phone. (laughs) Fuck that! Um... But let's, let's get weird with Peapod. We got quite a few stories from that gentleman.
0: Quit fucking my man.
1: <laughs> we got six stories from Peapod to get through. Let's get weird with Peapod.
0: I search throughout the internet for the weirdest stories, and I share it with two dudes drinking brews. It's time for getting weird with your friendly neighborhood Peapod.
1: I misclicked wow. it's, it started.
0: The I was wondering what was taking so long. Man. Yeah. I was like staring
1: at it, ready to hit the pause button. So it didn't go into Kyle's corner and I had failed. <laughs> now, I don't know if you watched it as much as I have, but you've seen Yu-Gi-Oh, right? No. Do you know of the blue eyes, white dragon?
0: Presumably at
1: least from memes. No. Okay, let me... Blue eyes, white dragon. So let me look this up for you. I'm going to be sharing my screen with you here in a sec. Oh, fuck! God damn it! I'm really good at not clicking the right thing today. Um... Okay, so, here's the Earth. Share a screen. Share this screen. Bow. This is the Blue Eyes White Dragon. If anybody is that is listening to the show doesn't know what it is, please do yourself a favor. Look it up for this section of the show. But this is the the Blue Eyes White Dragon from the show. This one specifically. Okay? Okay. So... Okay woman spends $120,000 on body modifications to morph into a blue-eyes white dragon. This is why I asked you if you knew what it was. What is that? (laughs) I don't know. A heavily tattooed Australian woman is revealing that she went through $120,000 worth of body modifications to morph... From a blonde haired teen to what she describes on Instagram as a blue eyes, white dragon. Amber Luke 25 recently shared a selfie on her Instagram stories under the caption. Body modification is the ultimate form of self-expression. She also has, Wait,
0: how, do, how is she 25 and she's got 120 grand
1: doc? She's an Instagram model. Probably. I don't know how they earn their money. You know, they all just earn money. I'm gonna say They look pretty, go and Instagram on. gives them dollars. That's why you and I aren't Instagram She's, models.
0: <laughs> she is not pretty. Not anymore.
1: Um, <clears throat> she also has a section in her Instagram account dedicated to before and after photos of her surgeries, including breast augmentation and butt enhancement. Among other things, Luke has a split tongue, which I always found creepy, uh, a lip tattoo, gauged ears, tattoos on nearly every part of her body, and she's even tattooed the, the whites of her eyes blue. And then there's this picture. There's a video here, which I don't know what's going to happen here. Oh, uh, that's not weird. Anyway, um, she has shared photos of herself pre-transformation on Instagram Noting that she was catatonically depressed, suicidal, and was a walking dead girl. Uh, She added, I was numb, I hated myself the majority of the time, and the hatred ran so deep that it tormented me. Now that she she wrote, she's totally transformed myself into something I'm proud of being. I'm a strong woman who knows exactly what she wants and who she is. So, I mean, she was
0: very pretty. I mean, it... If that's what you got to do to find yourself, I'm all for it. It yeah. doesn't affect my life at all. More power to you. But I
1: mean, do you? Wow. Um, she de- declined to comment on Yahoo Life, has, uh, but she has 47,500 followers on Instagram, including fans who regularly fill in the comments of the post with fire emojis. Um, and then one wrote, amazing, you're a work of art. Mega legendary creature, another said. Super nerds that saw blue eyes white dragon right there, that's what that is. But yeah. And she's completely transformed herself.
0: I mean she's got some cool she got some cool ink. Yeah, she, there's some dope art there. That. I bet that armpit tat hurt yeah. like a motherfucker. Oh, that had to have hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, I bet that was real rough. No, she's she's got some dope work. I just, the, like, the whole fork, the whole split tongue thing is just creepy to me. Yeah, could you imagine, I mean, that. Tattooing the the, the white part of your eye. Yeah. That's just making my, my my... My vision sucks as it is. I would not want to do anything else to compromise my shitty eyes. Exactly. And it's
1: just, no thank you. Like, I've never understood the split tongue thing and all that other stuff, or... The the guys that get dermals under their skin to give them horns. I'll never understand it, but you know what? Do you dog. It's just that just ain't for me. Yeah. So I'm going to we're gonna play England or Florida again, but this is a pretty fucking easy one. Okay. Man mauled by Leopard behind Davy Home, Animals owners charged. Oh, that's Florida. That's Florida all day. <laughs> um, a man, a man who paid hundred and fifty dollars for a "quote unquote" full contact experience with a black leopard, says he had to undergo multiple surgeries after he was mauled by the fully grown animal in an enclosure behind a Davy home.
0: I mean, he wanted full contact. And I mean, what? Nothing says safety like $150 full contact experience with a leopard behind a dude's home for $150. Yeah. I just imagine that's like Joe exotics, like second cousin. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Hey man. Hey man. You want to hang out with some leopards? (laughs)
1: Uh, A picture obtained by Local 10 News shows Dwight Turner's heavily bandaged head and ear after the savage attack, which detectives from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission say happened behind a home on Ernest Boulevard on the 31st of August. The man who lives there, identified as Michael Poggy, Pog, that definitely wasn't a play of the game there, um, has a Facebook page (laughs) saying he runs an animal sanctuary for rare and endangered animals. Authorities say Poggy, okay. huh? What'd you say? I said, okay. Oh, uh, he said he was charged with uh, allowing full contact with extremely <laughs> dangerous animals and was, was cited for maintaining captive wildlife in an unsafe condition. Investors say Poggy charged the 50-year-old Turner $150 for full contact experience, which was to play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures. Uh, The injuries were so severe, the report says the victim's scalp was, quote, hanging from his head and his right ear was torn in half. Uh, Attempts to speak to Poggy at his home have been unsuccessful. Um, authorities say he is licensed to have the leopard. Uh, they say he admitted to them though, that he, that what he did was illegal. Well, at least he admitted that he fucked up. Um, attorney, uh, Turner's attorney says the, the entire experience was illegal. So any waiver his client may have signed before the experience would have been void. I mean, at least he had the leopard legally. I still feel like a $150 visit should have been your first clue that some shit
0: might not go right. Well, I mean, like, why would you want a full contact visit with a leopard to begin with? I'm seeing if there was...
1: Um... I was hoping that I would find out how much, um... Never mind. I was trying to see what Joe Exotic charged people to pet tigers to see if it was more or less than that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to go by comparison, cuz Joe was at least trying to run a semi-legitimate business. <laughs> um, the next story here, break in at an escape room, thieves crack the safe but find only riddles. I believe this happened. Where did this happen? Well, it shows me money in euros, so I'm assuming somewhere overseas. Um, there was an escape room in Utrecht uh, that was broken into, but the thieves didn't seem to be the sharpest tools in the box. Uh, the perpetrators spent a considerable amount of time breaking into an antique safe, which was merely part of the escape room. After battling with it for a while, they finally opened it, even though the key was hidden around the corner. <laughs> when they opened it, they only found uh, riddles and clues. Uh, the thieves did walk away with with ten out do- ten. 10 in cash and a $400 camera, as well as a a good amount of candy and soft drinks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to make the best of a bad situation there.
1: Exactly. I mean, you got to at least come out with something. I mean, even if it is just candy, bubble gum and taffy. It's
0: a good jam. It is a good jam.
1: Um, let's see here. Investor Bill Gross accused of blaring Gilligan's Island theme song on loop to torment neighbor. It's my kind of guy already. I
0: think I read this.
1: <laughs> a, a dispute between bond king Bill Gross and his next door neighbor over a $1 million outdoor sculpture has developed into police calls to their Laguna Beach mansions. Multiple legal actions and allegations that the billionaire investor blared Gilligan's Island theme song on a loop at all hours to annoy his neighbor. The PIMCO co-founder and his partner, former professional tennis player Amy Schwartz, are being accused by tech entrepreneur uh, Mark Tofik and his wife of harassment and intentional infliction of emotional distress. The cause? A 22-foot-long blue-glass installation, and an even bigger, bigger pole and netting structure erected to protect it. Erected. Uh, that tofik said blocked his view, prompting a complaint to the city. Let me let me show you what this this netting looks Locked like. Blocked his here. view
0: of what?
1: Yeah, this blocked his view. Of that, what? That that his net. Other neighbors. Yeah, right. Maybe the ocean. Um. And another, it's another in a long line of bitter quarrels between the well-to-do neighbors in Southern California's most expensive neighborhood, who sometimes find that with a coveted address comes deep-pocketed adversaries and a little peace of mind. Um, Let me skip through some of this. Um, The uh, issue this time is an artwork that can be lighted at night and features cobalt-colored reeds stretching nearly 10 feet in height. Swimming marlin and globes inspired by traditional blown glass Japanese fi- Japanese fishing floats. Uh, and it was created by Dale, Dale Chihuly, an artist uh, who's well-known for blown glass and his stuff hangs in the Bellagio. Fancy. Uh, the lawn sculpture was installed in 2019. Do-do-do. So really, they had no issue until this dude put up this net that
0: you could see through, that was blocking his view. Yeah, I don't, I don't get what the net was blocking. Like from the angle of that photo, like so you can't look at your neighbors, right? Like, 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 like what, what's what? What is like, this
1: blocking? This tree. Yeah. Are you mad about that tree? Um, yeah.
0: Is it the tree? <laughs>
1: Let's see here. The dispute began when Gross & Schwartz installed the netting uh, this year to protect the work after it was damaged, according to legal finding or filings in city records. Uh, and the lawsuit say that uh, more than $50,000 damage apparently caused by a thrown rock is evidence of an escalating campaign of uh, vandalism. Uh, Tofi says it was probably damaged by something falling on it. Man, there's even redacted emails
0: yeah, in here. Like the rock you threw.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they told the code enforcement that the netting was temporary um to protect the sculpture from trees and mother nature, and that a palm frond caused a
0: hundred thousand dollars in damage. Now if you have something that valuable, why the fuck is it in your backyard? Or at least if you're going to put it outside, put it where there's no fucking trees. Like, if I have a sculpture that valuable, I'm not just letting it hang out in the backyard. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, Satofik so and his wife, uh, Carol Nakahara, in their lawsuit say that the netting was at first removed intermittently, but later, later remained up uh, with gross and shorts avoiding attempts to resolve the problem. That prompted Tofi to call the city, which inspected the property, and sent him a letter on July 28th informing me that the netting, lighting, and sculpture lacked the proper permits. Like, how is... What do you need a permit for that? Like, this is the sculpture. Why
0: yeah. do you need, why do you need I don't, a permit see, for that? See, I don't that? understand why you need... Why do you need a permit to put a sculpture in your backyard?
1: Yeah, like, it's my yard. And I'm sure that guy bought the house fucking cash based on how much... They they said billion with a B. So... Yeah. uh, The neighbor's lawsuit accuses the billionaire and his partner of uh, playing blaring music at all hours, including the Gilligan's Island theme song, both rap and pop, in an effort to force him to drop the complaint. (laughs) The couple say they've had to take refuge twice either with relatives or in a hotel room. Okay. They they filed for a temporary restraining order on, on October 15th, which was granted.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's I see. love this text. Read that text message part.
1: Uh, Tofi cites a text message allegedly sent to him by Gross after he asked the music to be turned down. Peace on all fronts, or well, sick. Just have nightly concerts, big boy. <laughs>
0: the fuck? <laughs> that's that's the best. Yeah. Either uh. he, either stop bitching, or I'm gonna have people just play music in my backyard. Go fuck yourself. I love that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess this—I I mean, I could read this whole news story here for probably about another forty-five goddamn minutes. Mm. But now nah, the rest of this is just bullshit about them. Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of stuff about how these two keep feuding with each other. Which I hope, what if I ever become super rich, I have a neighbor like this that I could just call my adversary, like Dinkelberg.
0: Oh no! Oh, dude, it'll it'll be us. We'll we'll live in adjoining mansions. <laughs> And just harass just constantly each other. fucking with each other. <laughs> yeah, but we wouldn't
1: call the police or make the city come out to do fucking like
0: permit work. Um, No, you're right. But I, but I'm telling you right now, man, like we're going to piss off some neighbors.
1: Oh, we're going to be fucking with each other. But the whole neighborhood is going to hate us. Yeah, like it's going to start between you and I case
0: it'll turn it'll it'll turn into the whole neighborhood versus us pretty
1: fucking much. Uh, But yeah, I guess according to this, uh, there is a civil harassment order um, that's going to be discussed on November 2nd, and the original guy has been given an extension until November 16th to seek the proper permits. Here's,
0: crazy.
1: here's a, a, a funny, funny one here. I did enjoy this. Uh, a woman accused of impersonating prosecutor dropping criminal charges against herself.
0: I already <laughs> like this
1: chick. Uh, <laughs> the, let me show you this picture of her because she looks so fucking smug about it and I like it. Look how smug she looks!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's the best. Uh, let's see here. Uh, a Littleton woman allegedly impersonated the Hillsborough County prosecutor when she filed bogus when she filed bogus documents with court officials, declaring that the drug possession and stalking case against her had been dropped, according to recently released indictments. Lisa Landon, 33, of Railroad Street Littleton, faces one charge of false personation and six charges of falsifies, falsifying physical evidence, according to the county grand jury. Uh, the indictments uh, uh, allege that Landon submitted the fake documents in three different court cases last this November and December. In several instances, she used the New Hampshire court system's electronic system to file documents. Like, did she... Did this lady, like, hack the mainframe for the fucking court system to do this shit? <laughs> um, let me do something here. Uh, in November, Hillsbury, uh, Hillsborough County prosecutors became suspicious when they heard from a state forensic examiner who had been scheduled to perform a competent, com, uh, competency, unlike my ability with the English language, Evaluation on Landon. The examiner saw a notice in Landon's court file that the prosecutors had dropped charges, and the examiner wanted to know if the examination should go forward. She's clever. Uh, The file purported to contain a uh, null uh, null prosequi, quote unquote, which is dropped the charges in fucking Latin because people want to be fucking fancy. uh, Filed by assistant uh, assistant county attorney. Uh, Patrice Cassian but it quickly became evident to the state that the document as well as other documents in the file had been filed fraudulently man she is she really went for it she gonna go to jail but god damn it she tried Dude, she did everything she, she acted as like eight different fucking people to get out of this shit But, man, man, did she look fucking smug about it, though.
0: Yeah, she did. That's the greatest (laughs) mugshot I've ever seen. "Hmm,"
1: And I almost got away with it. (laughs) If it weren't for you meddling kids. And your damn dog. (laughs) And the final news story we have from Peapod here. Drunk man claims he's the son of God and throws mailboxes in the street. Yeah, it sounds about right. I feel like that's what you do after you say you're the son of God. You just start chucking mailboxes. Uh, In in Altoona, Pennsylvania, a man was charged after allegedly screaming and throwing items into the road at 5 in the morning. According to the complaint, 42-year-old Martin Miller was outside of his apartment on the 500 block of 12th Street in Altoona on Wednesday, October 14th. When police arrived and observed two mailboxes laying in the street and a handle of vodka behind them. Police spoke with the woman who called the police after Miller woke her up by screaming from the street that the skies are opening and that he was the son of God. She reportedly told officers that right before their arrival, he was throwing things in the street and screaming, Beam me up, Scotty, and here, Piggy Piggy. (laughs) <laughs> uh Miller with reportedly slurred speech told the police he had no idea how the mailboxes got into the road and that he didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> the fact that he screamed beam me up, Scotty, is almost like the lady last week saying, I have pancreatitis. <laughs> oh, and that is all the news from getting weird with peapod.
0: Don't don't forget, friends. November is National Pancreatic Health Month. So, That's if you right. have pancreatitis, please see your local health professional.
1: If you have any issues with, uh, you know, your pancreas, you know, talk to somebody. We don't want nobody to have pancreatitis, let alone have to scream it in the middle of a court case. Especially in the middle of a court case. So. Correct. Last week, I briefly mentioned that we, uh, we're going to have some lists for Jared the judge, as Jared is very good at judging. I'm very judgy. (laughs) And it was all on the basis of a, a, Good long joke between myself, my sister, um, the love of Jared's life, Sarah, and her brother
0: Johnny. That Sorry. really
1: that really hurt me to say. By the way, I just want you to know that that kind of stung.
0: <clears throat> well, I'm just glad you're acknowledging it and you're you're moving on.
1: I I feel like if I talk about it more, it won't hurt as bad. <laughs> 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 um, so. It was basically how we were all in a lifetime movie, uh, where Sarah was the quote unquote abusive person in the in the, the friendship, so or in the relationship I should say, so we casted Sarah, myself, my sister, her brother, uh, Sarah's brother Johnny, uh, Johnny and Sarah's mom Jen, my mama, and Big Tuna my father,
0: so. Who's who's the largest list? of t- uh, to- for me for me tuna tunas is definitely the hardest because I can't think of I, I can't, can't think, think of, of anything
1: outside of Randy Marsh for my father and that's a cartoon character yeah <laughs> so whose list do you want me to start with let's start with Melinda All your
0: right, sister let's,
1: let's start with my sister's list. So we will start we will go in the order of Sarah, Melinda, me, Johnny, Jen, Mama Tuna. So for Sarah, she has Stephanie Beatrice, which for those that don't know is For Diaz.
0: Melinda?
1: No, for Sarah. Or do you want to do you want me to start with the people we I thought we, we were starting with Melinda. I I want to Melinda's list first. You want me to start with who we're going to pick
0: for Melinda? Oh, I thought that's how we were doing it. How- so you want me to start with who we're picking for Melinda? That's what we'll like, do. You you can go however you can go however however it works best for you. All right. I thought that we were start. I thought we were starting different.
1: We will start with who everybody chose for Melinda. So Melinda didn't put anybody for herself, which is fine. Um, Johnny um, for Melinda picked um he didn't really have anybody to pick for her but he just insisted that she had to have kim kardashian's ass because melinda does have quite the booty so johnny wasn't much help
0: um yeah that's not not a real big help there
1: so sarah for my sister has chelsea peretti felicia day oh. and amy poehler Hmm. See, I really didn't have anything. I could not... Like, my sister was, like, the hardest one for me to do. But I I also chose Chelsea Peretti for my sister.
0: Hey, but see, your sister, like... I would lean more towards Felicia Day on that one. That is who you're choosing. Than I would Chelsea Peretti. That's that that is that is my call. Okay. Let me paste.
1: I want you to write these down, and then that way I can send out the final. We can right. put the final list to everybody else for me. So, all
0: right, I Fe- will write
1: them down. Felicia Day for my sister. Who do you want me to go with next? pick one. All right, we'll go with Sarah next. Um for Sarah, Johnny put Amelia Clark or Aubrey Plaza. And I think Aubrey Plaza is mm. the one from Parks and Rec, right?
0: Yes, she is. Okay. Um
1: Melinda chose for Sarah, Stephanie Beatriz, Winona Ryder. Or Rachel Minor.
0: Oh. Winona Ryder, that's, that's a deep cut.
1: <laughs> I chose Stephanie Beatrice, Aubrey Plaza, and Connie T. Horn, which if nobody knows who that is off the name, if you've seen Letterkenny, it's the person who plays Tannis. Um, Sarah chose for herself Amelia Clark, Tannis, Aubrey Plaza or Megan Mullally?
0: Man, Sarah wants to make herself old. <laughs> uh,
1: I feel like Stephanie Beatrice or Aubrey Plaza is probably the two best. That's just my opinion. Because hmm. I don't think Amelia Clark could deliver See, the sass. Me-
0: now, Amelia Emil- Clark, I mean. One of the things I love about Sarah, Amelia Clark has too pleasant of a disposition all the time. Um,
1: <laughs> she doesn't really have that resting bitch face.
0: Yeah. Uh, I would have to go with Aubrey Plaza. Okay. It is decided.
1: Uh, we will go to Johnny next. Is uh, I'm going to keep Sarah's list up here uh, for Johnny. Sarah chose Charlie Day, Zach
0: Galifianakis, (laughs) and Will Sasso. Go on. Um, Okay. Melinda
1: has Charlie Day, Danny DeVito, and Seth Rogen. Damn it. I chose Zach Galifianakis, Will Sasso, and Danny DeVito. Did Johnny put anything for himself? For himself, he chose Danny DeVito or David Cross. I wow, David Dave, Cross is another deep cut. Yeah, that's a that was an odd choice in my in my eyes.
0: No, I'm, I'm going to, my, I'm, my verdict on that is Charlie Day. Fair enough.
1: That's a very, very good choice for him. Very much a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then we will go for myself in, in the next of the list. Cause we've done my sister, J- um, Sarah, Johnny, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go to me. Uh, John only put one person for me. And he put Sasha Barrett Cohen for myself. Wawa Weewa. Wow, wow, um my sister for, for me, I think her and Sarah actually have the same for me. Hold on one second. Um No they don't. Um Melinda put for me. Rob uh Meckelhaney, who was Mac and it's so is Sonny, Chris Pratt, and Jason Siegel. So I could just, I could lawyer people. Ooh. Sarah chose Bill Hader, Rob McElhaney, and Chris Pratt. Oops, where's my list? I went with. Did I fuck up my own list? No, there it is. Um, I also chose Bill Hader. And I also went with Markiplier, but you already shot down Markiplier because he's a YouTuber.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Bill Hader doesn't have quite the schnoz. None of them do. It's going to have to be prosthetic or CGI. No, but man... Yeah. I'm going to go Jason Siegel on that one. That one, that one, that one made me, that one made me chuckle. I saw that. I, and
1: I'm not mad about it. I can agree with that one. Um, we will go with Jen. Um, I have two, one I'm dead set on and the other is more of a, a meme, if you will. Um, (laughs) my overall number one choice for Jen is Jamie Lee Curtis. And number two was Ted Danson, like <laughs> like prime, prime Ted Danson like you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Sarah for for Jen went with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jessica Walter, and B. Arthur. Melinda went. Um Jamie Lee Curtis or B Arthur. And Johnny put Laura Dern or Jamie Lee Curtis
0: and B Arthur. Laura Dern's another good one. But I'm 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 on, I'm on board with the Jamie Lee Curtis pick. See, so, yeah, that was a
1: very consistent one through all of us. So we will go Yeah, for uh Jamie Lee Curtis. We will move on to Mama. Uh, for Mama, Johnny chose Diane Lane or Laura Linney. No. Um, I I only had one person and one person only. It is the only person I can see playing my mother, and that is B. Arthur. Um. And then. Sarah went. Uh, Katie Siegel, Jane Kasmerick, or Julie Bowen. Ooh, Katie
0: That's Ooh, Peggy that's Bundy, been, isn't that's it? A good
1: one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a bad that's not a yeah. bad choice. If I had to go with a number two behind B. Arthur, it'd be it'd be her.
0: But man, when I when I think when I think of. When I think of Mama and like TV characters that I would compare her to, it's Dorothy, man, isn't it? It's it's, it's got to be, it's got to be B. Arthur. Um, like, yeah, you gotta. And then
1: Melinda chose Sally Field or Carol Burnett. No,
0: nah, B. Arthur. That's I just I
1: you're the Stone Cold delivery. You know, your mother's just mother. got too much sass.
0: <laughs> yeah and she likes to shut things Got too down too much sass yeah she's a big fan she's a big fan of shutting things down and yelling <laughs> at people when they're not yelling that's fair
1: <laughs> um and then we'll go into probably the hardest one of them all um my father but i went nick offerman jeff bridges <laughs> oh. I only had two. Um, Emily went with Jim Carrey, Ryan Reynolds, or Tom Hanks.
0: What's she trying to do? Score bro- score some fucking brownie points with Tuna? Right. Try to try I to mean, ba- I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Tuna's not an attractive man, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: for my dad. Um he went or Johnny went with Skeet Ulrich, who I've never heard of. Or oh fuck, I already forgot his name. Um Did I close it? Uh Richard Carn or Al Borland. Yeah. And then Sarah chose Nick Offerman, Jeff Bridges, or John Goodman.
0: Mama also threw John Goodman in for dad. John Goodman's not a bad one either. Because that was, when you mentioned Jeff Bridges, John Goodman was the other one that popped into my head. And not because I was thinking about the Big Lebowski. (laughs) Aren't you always thinking about the Uh, big Lebowski though? I, I do love the big Lebowski. Uh, That's a tough one. I'm, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to have to go with the John Goodman. Fair. Fair enough.
1: So who, who do we, who did you finally judge on for everybody?
0: So for Sarah, who'd you choose? Sarah's Aubrey Plaza. Melinda's Felicia Day. Johnny is Charlie Day. You are Jason Siegel. Jen is Jamie Lee Curtis. Mama is B. Arthur. And the largest of Tunas is John Goodman. I feel that's a pretty well rounded cast.
1: Yeah. So, I will make sure they all listen to this episode because I'm not going to tell them the list. I'm gonna make them listen to it to get our view count up. Um, you know, gotta get the gotta get them numbers up, dog. <laughs> um, but we're at that magical number and that magical part of the show. It's pee break time.
0: Pee break the on the radar podcast features interviews but like you said you've done your research <laughs> you've prepared for this i've, I've got done.
1: an economics degree that kind of yeah. lends itself right to research. we were like let's right.
0: go break stuff right yeah, <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah like me and Alex are like i i want to scream about how sex is weird because i'm 15 because <laughs> i'm weird and that's i'm so weird, weird. <laughs> and i want to break my guitar because feelings are weird i know what sex is i was just wondering if you knew
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and studio performances Get no good. From artists coming to through and from the greater midwestern areas. Go check it out on all your podcast feeds and follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at on the radar PC.
1: And we're back. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We have used the potty. I hope you've used this time to use the potty as well, or even, you know. Come back to us a couple days later when you use, because some people don't like a two-hour-and-a-half, two-and-a-half-hour podcast, two-hour podcast, uh, whatever you choose. But welcome back. No more commercials. It's time to get right back into the show.
0: And we're back!
1: <laughs> oh. I, I, that That was one of the longest ones yet. I didn't know if you were even going to
0: try to get me there. See, I was trying, again, I was trying to look away to make it look like I was preoccupied reading something, when in reality I wasn't. Well, the thing is, there's a little bit of a delay between us still. Mind mind games, AJ,
1: mind games. So, I didn't know when you were going to actually hear what I was saying. So, I didn't know if, if you cut me off on your
0: end, you may not have actually cut me off according to the recording. See, I don't get a delay from you. I hear you as you are. Yeah, there's a delay on my end.
1: So, like, I'll say something, and then it'll take, like, three seconds for it to, to hit you. It's like we're doing one of those, like, live interviews on the news where they'll cut to the guy, like, live reporting from some remote location. And there's always that moment where he's got his his fingers on his ear waiting for the transmission to come through, and there's, like, a four-second delay. Now, now you're just being a dick. Huh? Now you're just being a dick. <laughs> anyway, we got some questions to answer uh, before we go into our Halloween-themed top 12 list. <laughs> Welcome. To Kyle's Corner. So, Kyle's Corner, Sans Kyle. Uh, What's Lisa got for us?
0: Lisa has, I think, a half a dozen here. Oh, only six? We'll start with this. That's light for Lisa. Yep. In the spirit of the great holiday that is today, she wants us to tell her about some past costumes. What was our favorite one? What about most embarrassing? Hmm.
1: I don't really have an embarrassing costume. I've I've gone as all sorts of weird shit. Uh, But the two that will forever stick out in my mind are easily my top two favorites. Uh, The one where I went as Coach Hines, uh, where I just blew a whistle at people and yelled at everybody at a Halloween party with my shorts hiked up real high, Um, and I got uncomfortably close to people with my junk because that's what Coach Hines does. Um, I kept screaming at uh, my one cousin who was like, Six who had no idea what was going on, but I kept calling him Yamanashi the entire time I was there. Uh, it was a good time. <laughs> so um, aside from the coach Heinz costume, uh, when I went as Peapod for Halloween a few years back when he was at the apartment there off Lewis uh, where I just cut my hair real short, put some jeans on, put on a track jacket and started yelling at everybody for a few hours and then got louder as I had more beers. Uh, I think those are two of my top top favorite
0: costumes of all time. Uh, yeah, I don't dress up for Halloween because I think that's ridiculous. Uh, one year I put on my work jacket, my chef's jacket for work, and I just went out and got drunk. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I'm not a huge Halloween fan, so I don't really give a shit about dressing up. Shocker. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, what is the best treat to receive while trick-or-treating? A hooker? Can somebody just give me a hooker? Is that an
1: option? You um. didn't want a hooker as a kid. You don't know what I wanted. I mean, you're probably not wrong. That's a very awkward individual as a child. So, especially yeah. when it came to women. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I think we'll cover that a bit in our top 12 list. But, the best. No,
0: I'll tell you the best. The best was the house that was handing out full-size candy bars. That's
1: where I was going. I was going to say, the house, anybody who handed out full-size fucking candy was the best house that
0: night. And if there was yeah. more than one, it depended on which candy bar you got. I only went trick-or-treating like twice because again, I hate it. So <laughs> uh yeah, that was that was that was it for me. Uh what is something you feel you'll never outgrow?
1: Huh. Something I'll never outgrow. I mean, do video games in that, ca- would that count? I mean, because I feel like that's typically related not. to like a child thing. I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever grow out of video games. I don't think I'll ever, as nerdy as it is, like, I don't think I'll ever grow out of D&D either. I think that's just something that's permanently ingrained in me. I don't think I'll ever grow out of Magic the Gathering. Or Hassle the Dorkening. I don't think I'll grow out of either of those. Or
0: cartoons.
1: Yeah, I'll never fucking grow out of cartoons. Fuck no. I don't think I'll ever grow up. Let me just throw that there. Can I just put that
0: as the option? (laughs) That works for me. I mean, I'll agree with everything that you said. I don't think I'll outgrow any of those. I was told
1: uh, by somebody a while back, uh, boys don't grow up, they just get bigger. I do believe that was my mom that said that, uh, when my father was acting like a child. So, you know, there's that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Get ready for this one. What is the dumbest thing you have ever believed? Lisa. Uh, you don't know me that well,
1: at least not yet. Um... There is a long line of things uh, that I have believed growing up uh, as a child and even into my teen years, thanks to Jared. Uh, but I used to believe in a lot of stupid things. Um, I one of the ones that's really coming to my head just because I see Jared like half smirking because he probably knows where I'm going with this. Um, he used to make up lyrics to like Megadeth and Motorhead songs because I didn't know the words. And I would question them a lot, and he would just tell me the most off the wall shit that he could, and I would believe him, and I would sing those songs that way until he laughed so horrifically that I realized that I had been swindled.
0: Um, so I feel like that's probably there was one of those though that I did to myself those, though, that I did not talk you into. No, I
1: did. I did psycho to myself. Um, the song motorcycle by, uh, by Megadeth, The lyric is everybody is a motocycle. Uh, but the way he said it, when I first heard the song, I looked Jared dead in his eyes and go, why is everybody
0: a motorcycle? Like that doesn't seem plausible. <laughs> and I thought he was joking. And when I realized that he wasn't, I almost crashed my car. (laughs) That's very true. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, I've... I was very
1: gullible and naive as a youth. Um, I am still somewhat gullible. uh, Still is naive. uh, But I believe that is a good redeeming quality about
0: myself, despite Jared using it to his advantage. Uh, my grandfather, many, many moons ago, I think I was about five or six. Uh, I write right-handed, but like I shoot a basketball left-handed. I started playing golf left-handed until that. So I got traumatized from that. Uh, I hold a hockey stick left-handed. I do some other, I play some other sports that naturally it'll fit left-handed for me. Um, but for the longest time, my grandfather convinced me that there were left-handed baseball bats, <laughs> and I, 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 was like, like I said, I was five or six, and I couldn't figure out what the difference was. Like, how would to make it left-handed? I just have to hold the bat differently. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand what the difference is. And he kept that going for years. Even after my dad debunked it to me, uh, he kept that going for years because he thought that it was hilarious.
1: That is probably one of the most your-grandfather things I have ever heard in my life.
0: Yes, yeah. What do you view as a waste of money?
1: As a waste of money? Yeah. Yeah. Big rims on cars in Toledo is a waste of money because a good stiff breeze around them will fucking damage the aluminum. Uh, not to mention all the potholes we have. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I used to be so frivolous with my money. Hmm. Hmm. I need a second. Go on. Continue without me for a second.
0: What do I view as a waste of money? Ah, I don't know. I think uh, uh, just just because you mentioned the rim thing, I think jacking up your truck or Jeep to an unnecessary height in a region that has no hills or threats of, super high water nor are there many uh, super off-roading opportunities because it's flat. I think that's a waste of money. I'll agree with that because
1: we're in Toledo. There's like no hills. I think the biggest hill in the area is at Mommy Bay for some reason. You know the big hill I'm talking about?
0: I have no idea what Big Hill you're talking about. Oh, never mind.
1: There's somebody out there that's going to get that reference.
0: I don't know. I really can't think of anything else. I'm surprised you know what Mommy Bay looks like. You haven't been out there in forever. Oh, I'm not talking
1: about the golf course. I'm talking about the rest of the park. Because the (laughs) golf course can go fuck itself forever, as far as I'm concerned. That course is the devil. I believe Satan himself designed that golf course. You know what? That's a waste of money. Playing golf at Mommy Bay is a waste of money. Because it's going to eat all your golf balls, you're going to fucking be depressed by hole seven, and you're going to want to end it all. Playing Mommy Bay is a waste of money.
0: (laughs) Do you have another answer aside from that? No, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Aside
1: from, aside from All rims right. and disparaging your life away at fucking mommy
0: Bay, <laughs> When does an acquaintance become a friend? I think that's,
1: I think it's person by person. Cause some people you just click with a lot faster. Like, you know, you yourself and, 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 I, for example, um, me and Kevin, me and Aaron, just, I think it's person by person, case by case, but it's also, I think it's definitely time related. I think after, after so much time in seeing each other so many times and learning about the person, you're more than just, Hey, I know that guy or this person's somebody I've met once or twice there's a deeper connection there. And I don't think you can really give a definitive answer for like, as a guy, as a baseline, like I can't say it's precisely 17 months or like it's specifically 30 days. And then your friends, not acquaintances. It's, I think it's all person by person.
0: I will agree. I can't add too much more to that. That's it on Lisa's questions. That's that's it for the entire question segment
1: in general then. Because Kyle sent nothing. I'm double checking all forms of the media of social based to make sure I didn't miss anything here. Um, so I don't want to leave anybody out if they've sent anything. I don't want to be that guy. Nobody likes that guy. Um, yeah, I'm not missing anything. So that is it for the questions. So, that'll scoot us right on into our, our Halloween-based um, top 12 list. For the best... I originally had it as from twelve to one, worst to best Halloween candies, but I've changed it um, because it was an easy number twelve for me. Um, it's probably your number one for Christ's sake, but you're fucking insane. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I know you got a lot of
0: science and I facts. I'm to- gonna <laughs> drop. I'm I'm gonna drop so much knowledge on your dumb ass. <laughs> oh. Um. But we are doing the best
1: Halloween candies. Now, this is in our opinion. And we are, as two fat guys, probably very opinionated about candy. So, um, you started last week. I'll start this week. Uh, My number 12, I do enjoy them. A lot of people don't. But I enjoy Tootsie Rolls. I have always enjoyed uh, Tootsie Roll. I think they're a decent chocolate and... They, they last a little while because they like to get stuck in your teeth.
0: Tootsie Rolls are much higher on my list. Oh, nice. I enjoy the Tootsie Rolls. My number 12 are Skittles. Taste of rainbow, motherfucker. Skittles didn't even make my uh, list. I'm not surprised by that. Skittles are delicious. Um, my number 11 is another polarizing candy. It's annoying, but I always found it delicious. Caramel apple pops.
1: I didn't even fucking think of those. I'd put those. I would probably put those above Tootsie Rolls in my list. No, no, they'd probably be because fir- they'd probably be, be first out. So they would be an honorable mention for me because they are fucking delicious.
0: And they only come out around Halloween time and then you can never find them. Oh, so good. I need to go to the store. And again, store. they get stuck in they get stuck in your teeths if you try and bite them too soon.
1: All right, say so my number eleven is a candy I found a lot of people don't like, but I thoroughly enjoy them. You get them, or actually, both of these candies you get in little boxes. Um, my number eleven is Junior Mints. Okay, Grandpa. I fucking love Junior Mints. I find them to be delicious. Um, uh, My number 10. Yeah, if you're in a retirement home. <laughs> my number 10 is another candy that likes to get stuck in your teeth. Uh, my number 10 is Milk Duds. I fucking love oh, milk, milk Duds. Milk Duds, so
0: much higher on my list.
1: Yeah, and. Like, I do too. I had a, a hard time, like. I had a hard time with this list because I want to put certain things higher, but I like certain things more. But, like, when it comes to Halloween, I don't know, man. I could have went so many places, but, but Milk Duds, oh, they're, they're a great movie theater snack, too. They are, oof, they could be much higher, but number 10 is where they landed.
0: Uh, my number 10, I put, like, I put them both on there because they're like the same thing, but they're not. I put Tootsie Pops slash Blow Pops. Okay, because I feel like they're the same thing, but with different centers. So yeah. I just kind of put them together. One's got chocolate. I love me. I love me a good Tootsie Pop. Yeah. Uh, I they're delicious. My number nine is uh, I, this is probably on your list too. At some point, maybe a different variation. My number nine Twix. Okay. Yeah. They're
1: they're on my list. They are. In fact, a different variation of Twix, but they are on my list because mm-hmm. I, I put them both in the same spot. <laughs> uh, that was your number nine, right? Yep. Uh, my number nine is the little, the little individual square of Hershey's. Sometimes you get more than that, or or some Hershey's based thing, but just the Hershey's chocolate by itself. It's classic. It had to be on the list for me. It was an easy choice. My number... That
0: was an honorable mention for me, but I do enjoy it. Yeah.
1: Um, I always gave all these special dark ones to my mother because I don't... I find dark chocolate disgusting. So, mama got all my dark chocolate. Um, My number eight is where Twix and Twix Peanut Butter landed for me. I am... um, I get uh, you know some people are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I am cuckoo for Twix peanut butter. I think they are fantastic. I think every gas station trip, like the entire time Jared and I lived together, included slushies and a Twix peanut butter. It is that I find them that delicious. Or a Star Crunch. Oh well, at the time I was a firm believer in the Fudge Round team, uh, but I came around in later years. It's true. You were. You were. I I got there though. So. That was my number eight.
0: Uh, my number eight are M and M's slash peanut M and M's. I firmly believe peanut M and M's are the superior M and Uh,
1: However, peanut peanut M M's are also are, M&Ms. peanut M and M's are far and away the best best M M&M. and
0: Yeah, but I will not be disappointed with regular M and M's. Can confirm. Uh, my number seven. My number seven are Tootsie Rolls and the flavored Tootsie Rolls. Yes. The ones that come in like the fruit flavors. I
1: didn't know how many people would know what those are because for some reason, and it's probably not going to shock you, but the great Tootsie Roll was my favorite.
0: Man, orange. The orange one was my favorite. I also liked that they put vanilla in there for some reason. I was reason. just going to say didn't the vanilla was so it. good. love the vanilla.
1: Uh, that was your number seven. Yes. Yep. I got distracted thinking about all that candy. I forgot what number you were on. Um, i might have to go to the goddamn gas station tomorrow. Um, uh, my number seven, it, this probably, this would probably be higher on your list. I think, uh, but my number seven is starburst. I, I think starburst are fantastic. I love them. They are Delicious. And, uh, number six is where M&M's and peanut M&M's, uh, ended up for me just outside the top five, but delicious nonetheless.
0: My number six are Starburst. Okay. Uh, We weren't too far off each other then. Fruity delicious. Uh, and I love all flavors of Starburst. I know people get butthurt about the yellow ones for some reason. Not quite sure why. I enjoy all starbursts until they start getting to like the weird tropical flavors. Yeah, I don't need that shit. Just give me the regular starburst and go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, my number five, my number five, my number five is classic Snickers. I don't like any of the other Snickers. I think they're all bullshit. Regular Snickers are where it's at. I
1: will agree with that. They are a couple spots higher on my list. Um, Number five for me is Laffy Taffy. For me,
0: Girl, I, I think I'm Laffy Taffy.
1: <laughs> uh, Laffy Taffy to me is better than Starburst. I will always agree with that. You will never change my mind on it. Uh, the green apple Laffy Taffy is my favorite Laffy Taffy, and that will never change. I find them f- so fuck so good. Uh, number four for me is uh, Mama's favorite candy bar uh, outside of Hershey's and Reese's, I should say. Her actual candy bar would be Kit Kats.
0: Kit Kats are an honorable mention. Yeah, Kit Kats are my number four. Love them. I enjoy the Kit Kats. Uh, my number four is Laffy Taffy. Uh, I love all forms of Laffy Taffy. They're the, it's, it's the best. Uh, my number three, this is another like dual one would be, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups or when they come in the shapes, like when they do pumpkins and trees and eggs and all that good yeah, shit, and all, all that sorts of shit. But peanut butter cups are number three, especially I I'm a sucker for the shapes. I don't know why I think the shapes, they don't taste they, any they different. <laughs> But they hit different, man. They do. I, I just, I don't know. I,
1: I'm not going to disagree. They do hit different, though. <laughs> yeah. Especially
0: the egg ones. I know it's the same. Yeah, I know it's the same thing, but it just, it's different. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what kind of juju Reese's is doing over there, but.
1: uh, uh, My number three is Snickers. I, I love Snickers. It's, it's, they're one of my favorite candy bars. Um. And then my number two is actually Reese's. Um, also, not not just the shapes. I was thinking Reese's and Reese's Pieces.
0: See, I do not like Reese's Pieces.
1: I can I can only do them like on on Halloween and shit like that because they come in the smaller bags. I can't eat a whole fucking big ass bag of Reese's Pieces.
0: Yeah, I just. It- I, and for some reason too, for me, like the peanut butter tastes different in Reese's pieces than it does in the cups.
1: It does, I swear. And it And maybe
0: because of the chocolate, I swear it tastes different. You can't convince me otherwise. I'm with you. Just like I don't, just like I don't know what the difference is between the shapes and the cups. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is between the peanut butter in those and the peanut butter in the pieces. But it's different. It's different. You're number two and number one, Doug. my number two, my number two are milk duds. Oh damn! The best chocolatey caramel snack. Milk ever. milk duds made it to number two. Milk duds are number two. Damn. I love milk duds. i dude. I'm the, with you, but I couldn't is, put is them. Like, that high. I gotta go. I got. I gotta go in phases with milk duds because, like, once I have them, it's like it's like what I envision a crack addict has like when, like when they're sober and they light up and they have to go on a crack rampage. Like then I have to go on a milk dud rampage. And y'all get any more than milk duds, baby. Exactly. Oh, come on, baby. Just, just one more box. Um, yeah. So I have to pace myself on the milk duds and number one, the ultimate Halloween candy And you can argue with me all you want. I know AJ's going to. Number one is candy corn in all shapes and forms. The pumpkins, the candy corn, the slightly racist Indian candy corn, all all versions of candy corn are number one. It is the most purchased Halloween candy every year.
1: Look, let me get my number one out. And then we'll go into a fucking candy corn. All right. My number one is my all time hands down favorite candy bar of all time. My number one is Butterfinger. It is Ugh. the greatest candy bar that has ever been made. It will forever that's be my wrong, favorite. That's okay. Um, Some of it gets stuck in your teeth and you get that flavor for later. I must have a thing for candy to get stuck in your teeth. Cause I got like eight of them on this list. Um, I just like enjoying things far after I've already enjoyed them. It's a good time. So my number one is Butterfinger. Now, as I mentioned, this list was originally worst all time to best all time. And my worst all time, most disgusting candy for Halloween was Candy Corn. And if you guys were tuned into Jared's live stream the other day, we already got into this a little bit that prompt him to go on a fucking research trip to somehow prove that candy corn is delicious.
0: Candy corn is it's the superior it's the superior Halloween candy.
1: It's disgusting. Americans
0: purchase between 20 and 30 million pounds of candy corn a year. It is the most purchased candy around Halloween. Followed by Snickers, Reese's, Kit Kats, and M&M's.
1: you know what happens? You
0: can't tell me Everybody, that the most purchased candy...
1: I can't tell you, you it's can't disgusting. tell me
0: that it's not the best.
1: It's not. I don't care how many people buy it. Because what happens is it sits in that fucking candy dish for like eight months... And then people fucking forget about it. They throw it away and the people from the goddamn candy corn factory
0: hoard through people's garbage through next Halloween and they recycle the same fucking candy corn. Thank you for recycling a Bill Burr bit, but you're wrong. But see, Bill Burr, the reason I recycled it
1: is because he's fucking right. Candy corn is fucking disgusting. If I wanted to eat something that tasted like bland wax, I'd
0: eat a white crayon. Candy corn. It doesn't taste like bland wax. It's delicious. It's delicious sugar and honey, and you're wrong. Sugar and honey? Where? If it was honey, I'd like it. There's no honey in that. Yeah. Yeah. There is. There's yeah, honey in candy It's corn. the worst fucking honey I've ever tasted. No. Say. No, I, i'm just saying that you can have your opinion but the but the fact that candy corn is the most popular halloween candy it, i mean you want to know just, why it's, it's, a, it's because
1: people are so scared of how disgusting facts, it is and that's why they buy it so they can scare people with it what yeah you're like ah it's fucking candy corn disgusting and the job well
0: done. They scare people with the candy corn. They they scare people into buying. Is that is that your no, logic? No, no. People get no. spooked into buying candy no. corn.
1: People buy the candy corn to scare people with the candy corn. How? It's disgusting. Nobody likes candy, it. Uh,
0: when you when you see when you see candy corn in a candy dish, you go, "Oh shit, candy corn." Yes, please. No, I go, ah, candy corn, disgusting. The best. Put it up on Twitter. It's the best. Put it on Twitter. Okay. Twitter poll it. Go into the Twitter now. Candy
1: corn, disgusting or great. All the old people are going to come in and vote with you. I wish there was a way to age tag a poll so we could see how many 90 plus year olds are voting with you that candy corn is good. Kitty's Candy corn
0: is good.
1: Kitty, you gotta stay away, homie. I say, podcast time is not as we on the desk time, because you might step on things and shut the whole thing down mid-show. As I rotate in my chair menacingly, like an evil villain with my cat.
0: There we go. Twitter poll up. The poll is live. All right, delicious.
1: Yep. So, everybody, go vote on that. Um. Hopefully, you know, justice prevails and Jared learns how disgusting candy corn is. I feel like my cat is on your side as I say uh, that
0: and she attacks me. Well, that's good because your cat has taste. Candy candy corn is a superior Halloween candy. The numbers back it up. It's just, it's delicious. It's something, plus, plus if you're looking, if you're looking for a low calorie Halloween candy? You can't beat candy corn. Who? Okay. Who's going only, low calorie on a holiday? Calories per candy corn.
1: No, nobody. I'm just saying, if you're trying to watch is.
0: your figure, that I'm just stating the many benefits of candy corn. Okay. You can shoot them down all you want because you're a negative Nancy. I get it. That's okay. <laughs> you can be wrong here, but I'm just stating the many benefits of candy corn. It's, it's delicious at any time. It's I mean, granted, it's packed full of sugar, but low calories. You don't have Let's to say, feel guilty about it like when you eat a whole Snickers bar. Everybody knows. Or that whole bag of peanut M&M's. Holidays are cheat days.
1: Nobody's watching their calorie count on a holiday. Especially one based around candy. Bubble gum and taffy. Just saying. It's
0: fine.
1: So I got nothing else for the show.
0: I don't know if you do. And the thing about candy corn is it's just not for Halloween. You can buy Easter candy corn. You can buy red, white, and blue 4th J- of July candy corn. You can enjoy candy corn the whole year round. Great. You could be disappointed uh, 12 months out of the year about how gross candy corn is. I am because I'm your friend.
1: Well, and ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the last episode of this podcast. Just kidding. We'll be back next week, too. <laughs> if that was if that was the thing that ended our friendship, trust me, it would have ended fucking years ago with some of the shit we've said to each other <laughs> or the amount of times what? that the phrase our friendship is over until I get to your house later. <laughs> so. I got nothing else to bring up for the show. That was all I had planned. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up for this week, buddy?
0: Nope. Just, uh, just reiterating again how delicious candy corn is.
1: All right. Wrong opinions aside, that is the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please go to our Twitter and vote and follow for all silly kind of updates that we bring. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook as well. Uh, the, the Twitter is 12 underscore pack underscore podcast website, 12 packpodcastcom um, 12 pack podcast on Facebook as well. Uh, don't forget. You can follow me on Twitter at VAJ punk. Uh, you can follow Jared on Twitter. And you can follow me at Shoeless Jared. Uh, also don't forget that you can tune into our shenanigans live on Twitch on Jared's Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Shoeless Renegade. Uh, You can follow our pages to see what he posts on that. Uh, If you're looking for college sports stuff, uh, now that that's back and raring and ready to go, uh, you can follow my good buddy Alex and his co-host AJ at College Sports Connection Podcast for all things Big Ten and Mac right now. Uh, You can follow them on Twitter at uh, College Sport Pod. Uh, Aside from that, that is all I have uh, if you are a returning listener, we thank you for staying with us and enjoying our content. If you are new, we love you. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you stick around. And until then, folks, we will talk to you all in the future.
0: Goodbye. Candy Corn is good.